Hi, my name is Don Noble and I today have the pleasure of speaking to Giovanna Heyman. Hi, and how are you doing? Hi, Donna. I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for agreeing to be on the show. So can you tell us a little bit about your background first and foremost? Well, I, yeah, I could tell you a lot about it. <laughs> um, well, I've been teaching for about 25 years, teaching yoga. And um, prior to that, I was, uh, I was really involved with AIDS activism. And so my work with um, Accessible Yoga, which is an organization that I founded about 10 years ago, we, it really came out of my, um, a combination of my AIDS activism and um, yoga teaching. Um, and ba basically what it was is that I, you know, I'm, I'm a gay man and I was, you know, in San Francisco in the late 80s, early 90s and um, so many of my friends and um, community were, were sick and dying. My best friend died of AIDS in 1995. Yeah. And um, that, you know, so I decided to teach yoga for people with HIV and AIDS. And then it, it kind of expanded from there. Okay, thank you. And how did you get into yoga initially? Um, actually, my, my grandmother practiced and so when I was very small, she, she, would, she had a daily yoga practice and, and she was kind of ahead of her time. She was like an old hippie and uh, she, she would practice every morning. And then I really, I really loved to watch, with her, watch her and practice with her. And then, and then I kind of, you know, then I stopped. And then just right after college, I just immediately, um, right after university, I immediately started practicing again. And um, actually and i just kind of fell into a class that was uh integral yoga which is the same school she had studied amazingly it was kind of um, a coincidence so uh, i i mostly studied and practiced through integral yoga which is founded by swami Satchidananda. Okay. that's really cool um, yeah. what does yoga mean for you yeah that's a good question i mean yoga Yoga is really such a broad topic. I think, I think there's a slight misunderstanding about it in the West as being a physical practice, but really I think of yoga as spiritual practice. So to me, it's this amazing, um, what I call like a technology of spirituality, meaning that it, it gives these incredible techniques for me and people I know, like my students and other practitioners, we get these great techniques that um, help us connect with spirit is, you know, it's a little, it's different than religion. I, I'd say in that way. And that in, you know, my, my sense of religion is that generally we're told how to, how to connect with the divine through religion. But what's so beautiful about yoga is it offers, um, these techniques that we can use to connect with that divine within us however we perceive it. And that's what I love so much about yoga, you know, is that it has this kind of um, breath or I don't know what the word is really, like an openness to it where you can connect with God however you perceive God to be. Um, so I'd say that's what yoga really is for me. It's about connecting with my spirit and um, trying to connect with 
yeah, the truth of who I am, you know, I, I guess I'm, I, I just feel like I'm really getting old. I mean, I'm not that old, that old. I'm 50, <laughs> but <laughs> turning 50 really is like a milestone. And it's kind of also my mom died last year. And like the, the combination of my mother dying and then turning 50, the two things, it's like a one, two punch. And I just feel like, wow, yeah. this life is short. And I, it's just so real to me now how, how brief it is this moment we have here. And I'm, to me, yoga keeps it real. Like, I'm, it connects me to what, what's real. You know, I'm really sorry to hear about your mother. But... It's kind of, it's, it's this really terrible irony I see in yoga where, I, like I mentioned, how so much of yoga is just physical. And it's not, I mean, I love the physical practice of yoga. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that I think if you get stuck and just do the physical only, mm. I think it's a little bit of a lost opportunity because really yoga is about the fact that we're not the body, you know, yeah. it's like almost the opposite, you know, where so many people do yoga just about the, to make the body look good or something. And really yoga, I think is saying we're not the body. We're, we're something much deeper than that. And the body is temporary. Yeah. Um, it's just here. We're just here for a short time and we should take care of the body, you know, for sure. But, um, I think the point is go deep, go deeper, find something else, you know. And that's yeah. the journey. And not a lot of people get that, you know, everyone's just really yeah. busy, have a, <laughs> has a lot of noise in their head and they just get into the body because, you know, the, the, the mainstream media is so caught up on looks and how we yeah. look. And it's, and it, and it, it's sort of in built, infiltrates everything, even mm. yoga now that it's yeah. about the asana and, um, and a lot of us that don't believe in that was getting so frustrated because those that just want yoga is becoming about fitness and they, they're not getting the benefits. They're not getting really what yoga is about. And that's the frustration a lot of us uh, are, um, are finding. Uh -huh. Yeah. It's really, it's really an interesting situation, isn't it? It's quite a, it's quite a paradox, you know, that we have, that we're facing this phys the physical, the, the kind of boom in physical practice and how, you know, popular asana is uh, as exercise but but what i i don't i think it's okay though in the end because my what i've found in so many people start yoga just with the physical practice and then you know if they're when they're ready they go a little deeper and everyone will go there eventually i mean it's just a matter of time you know um at some point we have to face reality that Indeed. we're dying basically <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, but that's the truth. You know, it's something that's going to come to all of us at some stage in our life. So, like yourself, you know, that are making yoga more accessible to individuals that wouldn't normally come to yoga. And how did that come about? It yeah. evolves much from when you started it. Yeah. Well, I um, I think what I've tried to do is just um. I, I've experienced challenges myself. Like, um, you know, I, I've taught yoga for people with disabilities for so long and I, and I, and I just found it kind of frustrating, especially about, about five years ago, I, I moved away from San Francisco where I was living for a long, long time. And I moved about six hours south in California. And um, so I left my yoga community and I realized, I, and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to start over, you know? And I was really struggling with this idea of, 
starting my yoga practice again in a new community. And I thought it's so hard for all yoga teachers out there who are really trying to serve. And especially those of us that are bringing yoga to populations that don't normally have access, like people with disabilities or people in communities that don't have lots of yoga studios or can't afford yoga. I mean, there's just so many communities that can really benefit from yoga and don't, don't have it. So I was thinking when I was, had just moved here, I thought I got to do something different. I'm, I'm not, I wasn't up for the challenge of just like marketing myself again. You know, that, that yeah. yoga teachers have to, we have to be like marketing experts. <laughs> <You know? Everything. laughs> it's so ironic, you know, that I don't know, ironic, but just, it's so funny how many skills you have to have as a yoga teacher to, to survive. And, um, and so I thought really there should be an organization uh, or some kind of support for, uh, for, for me. <laughs> no, I like you. They should be honest. <laughs> yeah. So there should be a, there should be an organization supporting people like me who are doing the work I want to do. And also I, I realized and it's kind of a long story, but I have had one friend in town when I moved down here and, and she was doing this work and I thought, Oh, I want to do what she's doing. So I felt a little jealous actually of her success. And I thought, Oh, well, that's not really very yogic of me either. And um, so, so what I really thought was I want to do something for her. She was teaching yoga for people with cancer here in town in Santa Barbara. And uh, that's why I thought of having a conference. So I thought well, we could have a accessible yoga conference where I can give her a platform, you know what I mean? Like, a, and, and create a, a network of people who do the work that, um, that I'm doing and people who I admire and support. And we can kind of support each other. Because I'll say, you know, the thing about, the thing that's happened with commercial yoga is that there's a lot of money there, but most teachers I know aren't making that money. Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. So it's just like, there's something wrong. You know, there's something wrong with this picture because there's all this money in yoga, but where is it going? You know, who's actually making that money? And um, so I'm, I'm very, uh, yeah, I would just say I'm interested in finding alternative ways of supporting yoga teachers and, and I'm not sure what that means exactly except to to create a network of teachers to look at how we can support each other since corporate the corporate interests aren't really there aren't their corporate interests aren't looking out for us you know what I mean we kind of have to look out for ourselves and so I think we need to collaborate and network and work together that's really what there's a lot of what's behind accessible yoga and that's and very admirable I mean, a lot of us as teachers as well we don't, we always have this um, struggle when it comes to charging for what we're worth because we think it's not very yogic. So yeah, we have this I know we're, we're, we're doomed, you know, it's like from both sides, you know, on the one hand, we have opportunities to make money and then we, we don't <laughs> because we don't think it's yogic. And then on the other side, we have corporate interests and, you know, I'm not, nothing wrong with that. That's just how the world is. But corporate interests are quite greedy. I mean, that's what they're designed to do. They're designed to make money. Mm. Um, and they're not designed to support yoga teachers. You know, they're just making money off of the yoga popularity, mostly clothing and I don't know. Retreats, like, training. 
<laughs> yeah, trainings. But, you know, that's fine, too. In a way, if, hopefully yoga teachers make some of that money. But a lot of yoga trainings are, well, even, you know, yoga studios now are corporate. Like, you know, I don't know if you know Yoga Works, but Yoga Works went public in the U.S. So now it's like a publicly traded company. <laughs> it's just like, you know, and it's just a different, yeah, it's a real different thing. Um, I don't think yoga teachers have really kept up with what's happened around them you know yeah, i don't think i was aware of that either because you know in the uk here we're a little bit behind but i'm yeah. sure we'll, we're going to go that way because as you say it's, it, i'm sure you know yoga is not a billion dollar industry oh well here in the u.s it's like 16 billion dollar industry a year 16 16 yeah so i'm sure over there i don't know what but but, you know, that's, anyway, that's what accessible yoga is part of what we're doing. I mean, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of behind our mission, but part of our mission is actually just connecting yoga teachers so they can figure this stuff out, you know, and supporting yoga teachers, networking, collaborating, things like that. Because I think we have to find an alternative. Um, you know what I mean? We have to find a way to support each other. I also see a lot of competition among yoga teachers. And I, don't know, I think I don't think that's helpful. I think we need to lift each other up um, and support teachers. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's almost like you've got to find your, your like-minded yogis because they're, you know, like I, I used to be sort of not upset, but sort of disillusioned that there was so much competition in, in yoga. But I said, it's like anything else. It's like any other industry, unfortunately. So you can't make a distinction and say, oh, it's not very yoga. But, you know, it depends on the people it attracts. And there's a lot of traits that they bring with them from other industries. And um, it's finding those in, like-minded individuals that will help bring each other up. And that's how we'll, we'll get through this, I think. Exactly. Well, that's what I hope Accessible Yoga can be, is one of those organizations that connects people. And so we have, we have conferences and, you know, we're coming to Europe, which is very exciting. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So it'll yeah, we'll be in October in Berlin. Yeah, yeah. Actually, just outside of Berlin, we have a, we're going to be at a hotel that's, um, does, it's run by a disability organization, actually, and built to be accessible. So it's a very exciting hotel to me because um, it's really designed to be inclusive of people with disabilities. So it's in Rheinsberg, which is outside of Berlin and uh, October 19th through 21st. Okay, and tickets will be available soon, I take it. Actually it just opened, yeah, tickets are available. Um, and so there's an early bird. Yeah, people can go on our website, accessibleyoga.org. Um, and I, you know, and we have other few programs. So we have the conferences, which is, you know, literally bringing people together physically, um, you know, and we offer them twice a year. We're doing, uh, in June, we'll be in Toronto and then in October in uh, Germany. And then uh, next year, back in the US. Um, but we also have other programs. We do, we have an ambassador program we have about, we have, I don't know, about 450 ambassadors around the world, you know, who are just yoga teachers mostly and students who, you know, want to support this mission. Um, and do you have, um, have done the accessible yoga training to become an ambassador? No, actually, I mean, we're, we're actually in the process of revising the program. Currently, you don't have to have done anything. <laughs> anyone, anyone can be an ambassador. 
I'll sign up then. <laughs> yeah, please do. But um, we are making it a little more organized as more of a membership program where we're going to encourage people to make donations and then to do some kind of educational work every year. So they could either take a training or come to a conference, volunteer with us, or educate their own communities, like run a workshop in their own community about accessible, accessible yoga or write about it or something, you know, do a blog, anything like that. So that'll be required that they do something every year to remain an active ambassador because we really want them to be our, you know, like our voice in the world, you know, those, and they are already, but we want to formalize that. Yeah. It's very exciting, actually. I'm, I'm excited about that ambassador program. I mean, it's really took off. Um, amazing. It's been amazing. Oh, brilliant. I'm glad when, you know, things come together and work and you get, you know, the connection with like-minded people to, to make the yoga accessible. Cause it, you, as you say, not everybody has access to yoga, unfortunately. Yeah. I know. How do we resolve that? I mean, I'm curious about what's happening in, in the UK. I know. Yeah. I mean, I'm coming there. I'm also doing a training there in um, October, yeah, an I'm accessible yoga. Because I've seen some of the things, you know, you share so much content. But I didn't know you could do that with that posture. So it's okay. So it's, you know, helping <laughs> me to in taking what I'm doing forward. In terms yeah. of them um, in the UK, I, we have the accessible yoga group here. Unfortunately, I've not been privy to very much of, as to what's been going on in there. But in terms of, um, you know, body positive yoga, um, there are more and more teachers um, trying to make yoga a bit more inclusive. But we're still a long way behind in in terms of that. We still the imagery we have is still the standard yoga body image that everyone sees, like someone tall, slim, blonde, their legs behind their head, and a whole raft of people still. <laughs> yoga yoga and it's like i find myself constantly having to demystify what yoga is about that it's not all about the asanas that even if you just breathe mm -hmm. you are doing yoga so it's taking that back and making people see and get them on the mat and that's the challenge i'm certainly finding with what i'm doing that's beautiful yeah exactly i mean body positive yoga is a big part of accessibility you know i think just should, actually i think what we talked about before that um you know, how we have a limited, people have a limited idea of what yoga is. I think that's what makes it inaccessible. So actually, to me, accessibility really um, arises from a, a clear understanding about the purpose of yoga and the realization that it's about um, calming the mind, you know, and connecting with this kind of peaceful place inside. Like, that's something everyone can do. It doesn't matter what condition you're in. And actually, that's what... That's what really encouraged me. I mean, going back to, you know, you asked about how I started. I mean, I have to say that my, my earliest students really are the ones who got me inspired because um, I worked with people with all kinds of different disabilities. And so many of them really were so advanced, actually, in their practice, which to me meant not that they could do fancy asanas, but that they had this kind of self-understanding, self-awareness, and... Mm -hmm. Uh, it's almost like in many cases I find people with big challenges in their lives are learn from that and, and gain a certain amount of wisdom um, and kind of they were just so many of my students just were drawn to the deeper teachings of yoga so quickly and really pushed me um, to, to expand my understanding um, and it just encouraged me to go further 
you know, and to realize that yoga, it's not that yoga is for everyone. It's like, it's like, it's actually the essence of the teaching, you know, is that we're all connected with this, you know, internal, it, it's like, we're all connected, but we're all connected inside, yes. you know, to something in ourselves. And that's all we do in yoga is like, remove the obstacles to that deeper understanding. Yeah. The way I describe it is I say yoga brings you home to yourself. Yeah. Thank you. And then you see, you see, yeah, that's how I just go. And that's how you see it because, you know, we, we've come from a, a very much an outside in world. Yeah. And then what we're looking for or searching for is in us. And we always had it, but we've so far removed from that. And as you say, yoga brings you back there. And that's the true yoga. But unfortunately, yoga is becoming, especially here about fitness now. Everyone wants to change the body and it's about fitness and they don't want that mind-body connection. Every time I teach, I mm. see it so much. And as you say, I like the way you described about an advanced practice, not the advanced asana. It's the advanced experience of yoga in terms of your journey with yeah. that connection. Yeah, because I mean, I had, I've had many students who've died, even, but you know, who, you know, were able to really find peace in their lives. And to me, that's the most advanced practice is to be peaceful. And that's what I'm working on. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, and I didn't look at it like that actually, because you know people find peace in different ways, like religion. Yeah, but you're right. One and peaceful, and then you can move on. Being peaceful is an amazing thing, and you're right. Yoga gives it to us once we allow it to embrace us, or we yeah. embrace it. And actually, I think that to me, accessible yoga is really more like. I don't know what the word is, traditional yoga or something, you know, because to, to me, accessible yoga is about going back to what yoga is really about, you know, more of the traditional concepts and classical teachings, which really transcend just the physical body, but teach about us as whole beings, you know, as body, mind, and spirit. And looking at all aspects of that. I mean, that's what's amazing about yoga, how yoga addresses all levels of being. You know, there's physical practice, which is obviously powerful. And there's, you know, meditation to work with the mind and prayer and devotion. And there's so many, you know, so many things about yoga, like, you know, kirtan and chanting, which has become popular too. It's like all, it's like there's different ways, there's different paths to each, to, to addressing each aspect of ourselves through yoga practice. It's such a really powerful and broad um, approach to just being human, you know. And I, and I really feel like accessible yoga is about trying to get back to those, um, those ideas, those more essential concepts about yoga, rather than the more modern ones um, about just body, just, just, you know, just physical. And it's not about whether you're flexible or not. I mean, there really isn't, you know, it's about, well, maybe if your mind is flexible. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Flexibility of the mind is the goal. I think, you know, to change how you think, not to be so limited and constrained, you know, cause the body is such a powerful tool that, and we just abuse it without even realizing it because we just take yeah, it. Yeah. We should make a new slogan. What is it? Something like, um, it's not about having a flexible body. It's about a having a flexible mind, something like Let's that. Let's do a meme. Let's do a meme right after this meme. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, we're, we're coming up with a new t-shirt, which is something like, um, 
uh, outer ability does not equal inner peace, uh, which is a slightly different way of saying the same thing, you know, which is that, you know, just your physical ability does not necessarily equate to peace of mind. Yeah. And that's the goal of yoga. And that's the goal. But the amazing thing, though, but what we, are, we all are searching for unknowingly is peace. Yeah. I know. We, well, don't so know. we don't know. I know. There's, um, there's a beautiful, um, maybe if I could read it to you, one of my favorite um, quotes from the Bhagavad Gita um, is about that. I'm going to read it to you, if that's okay. Um, that's fine. Thank you. So in uh, chapter two, Sloka 70, this is what I quote all the time in, to my students. So they, if anyone's listening, they've heard this a hundred times. But um, Krishna says, So someone with personal desires will not experience true peace, but when all desires merge, like different rivers flowing into the vast deep ocean, then peace is easily realized. Yeah. Now, the, traditionally, when people um, translate that, it's a little different. And, and this is Swami Satchidananda's translation, but some of the other translators talk about how, you know, if you have a peaceful mind, then the desires just become absorbed in your mind and they don't affect you. But I actually think this goes to more to what you were just saying, that we're all wanting peace. And, and all the, it's like all the different rivers flowing into the ocean are like all these different desires that we have, like, you know, I want to have um, a nice house and I want to have a good job and I want to have a good relationship and all that, that those little desire, those desires are just smaller, like rivers from this bigger desire for peace. And we don't know how to get peace normally. So we go after those, uh, those kind of external things that the most yeah. obvious right in front of us, you know. Yeah. Um, and yoga is about, uh, teaches us a different way, yeah. you know, a different way to find peace, which is going inside. And I think it gives us realization that all these, these external factors that we're, we're searching for may not be giving us what we want and that we. Yeah, exactly. And actually, I think we can enjoy life more when we stop looking for what we're going to get all the time. You know, so like, like with your family, I know for myself, like with my family, like when I'm, when I want my, I, ha I have two teenagers, two teenage children and a husband and we adopted the kids at birth, but they're challenging, you know, and I was like, if I expect them to make me happy, I'll be waiting a really long time, you know, <laughs> it's like, that's an excellent way to put it, actually, that's so true. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know. We, it, it's just like up to me, you know, it's up to me to find happiness. It's not, no one's going to give it to me. You know what I mean? And like the more I think I deserve it or, you know what I mean? Or that I'm going to get it from somewhere else, then it's just the longer I'll be waiting. <laughs> and the more disappointed you become and become frustrated. Yeah. I mean, and I do it all the time. I mean, I, I do it all the time. Anytime I, anytime I'm disappointed, it's like, I, oh yeah, I guess I had another, you know, expectation about something something out there you know making me happy but it's just not that's just not how it works according to the yoga teachings um happiness comes from peace yeah. and that that's kind of an unusual concept you know that happiness comes from peace because i think mostly we're trained in the west that happiness comes 
from I don't know what desire getting our desires fulfilled or something achieving, yeah. goals you know, goals achieving. yeah 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 well so, so actually the goals are important too but I think we need to approach them slightly differently you know I think we just go with the flow when you go with the flow <laughs> unexpected things happen that's what's happened to me I used to come from a very you know I come from a corporate environment so it was ah. goals driven and I wasn't happy at all but now I sort of go with the flow and there's unexpected opportunities that arise that I could not even ever imagine. In, um, in yeah. I'm yeah, like you're going to be a presenter at our conference. I know, and that came from nowhere. So, you know, look, so looking forward to meeting you and being at the conference as well. Yeah, unexpected opportunities. Well, but I think goals, you know, it's interesting to think of goals in a slightly different way. Um, rather than as expectations or as limitations, but rather maybe there's a different word that's better than goals, but kind of like a focus. Like I feel like for myself, I really, I, I'm, I'm a creative person. I like to think of new ideas and um, I wouldn't say those are goals that I have, but like a lot of ideas come to me and a lot of, um, yeah, do you know what I mean? So I like to pursue those ideas, but without, having an exact idea how it's going to come out in the end more just uh, like you're preparing and then you just you throw yeah. this out there and you just see what comes up and also i think to me the most important aspect of those is that there's a service quality that i'm trying to help not help but you know do some do some good in the world you know i think there's something about not focusing on what i get but how others might benefit that really inspires me and gives me a lot of energy um, and that's how i've become as well it's almost like yeah. you know what what can i put out there into the world to help make the world a better place because you know before it's like oh i can't change anything but mm -hmm. you know the change you want to see in the world and i very much resonate with that right now and it's so yeah true. yeah and i think that you get a lot of support from other people and just from the world when you think that way. That's how I've, that's what I discovered. Yeah. I, I just, like, with, like I was saying before about creating the conference because I was thinking of this other teacher I knew and I wanted to support her. Like rather than focusing, I, I was pretty, I was in a pretty bad place then like five years ago thinking about, Oh, I, I had to move. I had no work. I was just depressed. But then the minute I focused on helping my friend, you know, and helping thinking of how she could get support and creating a platform for her, then it actually shifted my, it shifted the energy of it all. And it wasn't about me. And it actually transformed my life, really. I sometimes say like one positive, one selfless thought, actually, that's what it is. One selfless thought can really change your life. Indeed. So much so, so much. I totally agree. So what yeah. are your plans for the future? Uh -huh. Well, see, I don't have any. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I get a lot of ideas, but I don't want to say I have plans for the future so much. Just um, I think things are um, accessible. Yoga is, is being embraced, and that's great. I think we have a lot more work we can do. So I'm just continuing to focus on that to to support teachers who are doing this work, who are bringing yoga to communities that don't normally have access. Those are the people I want to support. I want to support students. 
um, who feel like yoga is not for them, I want to show them that's not true and share yoga very broadly. I'm working on a book about it right now. So that's, one of, that's my main focus at the moment is just trying to write these things down and um, yeah, just reach more people, I guess. Um, and how do you reach individuals that wouldn't normally have access to yoga? Because mm -hmm. you're going to be ahead of us in the UK. So hopefully give uh -huh. me some hints and any teachers out there that want to connect with communities that one can't afford yoga or don't think yoga is for them. How can we do that? Yeah, that's a great idea. I mean, so I talk about that a bit in the trainings that I lead and I talk about, um, there's a few different ways. I think the first thing is to really spend time, if, you, if you're a yoga teacher, thinking about what you're passionate about and who you want to bring yoga to and to really connect with your community. Like, who is that going to be? Who are the people you want to serve? And then if you have, if you start from that place, so you really find, okay, I want to bring yoga to this community. Then you start just really researching it and put yourself out there like find out, okay, are there other yoga teachers already doing that? And if there are, then you can go and ask them, can I help you in some way? Can I assist you? Can I take your class? Can I learn from you? You know, in a really positive, supportive way. Um, and that's important because sometimes I notice that yoga teachers don't know how to talk to each other. Um, I sometimes see yoga teachers approach each other in, a, in kind of a not very smart way where they just like, I can't, it's more like, I want to, I want your job. <laughs> <laughs> like that doesn't work. You know what I mean? That doesn't work. You don't go to someone and say, I want your job. You go to someone and say, how can I support you um, and learn from you, you know, and help you. Um, so say you have, say you are interested in bringing yoga to people with multiple sclerosis, for example, because like maybe your mom has multiple sclerosis and, you know, or something like that. So then you, you know, you go, you fi find someone else who's doing that work and go and ask if you can assist them, volunteer for them, or, you know, talk to them about what they're doing. And then if you want to start your own classes, you could find community organizations, um, that serve people with that disability, for example, you could find MS organizations and maybe offer one free class to show them what you do. And then if they like it, you could say, well, I can do that, but you have to pay me. <laughs> um, you know, and of course, online, you can find anything. You can connect with people around the world who are doing this work. And that's what accessible yoga is about too. Um, you know, connecting people who are doing similar work around the world. Is that what you mean? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, those are very good um, um, ideas and recommendations there. So know exactly that, because there's a lot of people that teach yoga to individuals, but don't know how to go about it. So you give some very, very, very good ideas there in that respect. So no, that's, that's great. Yeah. Or, I mean, you can also take trainings, like there's specialty trainings, uh, yoga for blank, you know, yoga for everything, uh, at least in the U.S., there's some online trainings, yeah. And we have like, um, we have all these Facebook groups that we use in Accessible Yoga. We have, I think, 21 or 22 Facebook groups around the world, uh, 10 different languages. And the idea of those is to connect communities. So um, for example, we have the Accessible Yoga UK Facebook group. And so like, if you're interested in, say someone wants to teach yoga for, um, you know, kids with disabilities or whatever, they can post something about it on that group. 
or maybe you have a student with a disability, you don't know how to serve them, you can post about it on there. And uh, you know, other people can help. Okay, and then we have, a main, we have our main Accessible Yoga Ambassadors page with about 1,500 people on there. Oh yeah, that's an amazing group. I mean, there's so much knowledge and wisdom in that group. It's really I can imagine and imagine the reach and the knowledge and the and and the satisfaction individuals get taking yoga to individuals that really don't get it and um, sharing this amazing tool that some of us um, take for granted and have access to. Yeah, yeah. And what is is that? What you're that's what you're doing, right? Yeah, that's what I'm endeavouring to do with the the body positive yoga, but yeah that's the other thing too is like just to not worry about finding your students but just know that you know people will come when you're ready and when they're ready you know and if someone doesn't want to learn from you it's okay you know it's okay but it's difficult but you know putting yourself out and that's part of the journey as a teacher in the beginning you think i don't want to do this or put myself out there but then how are individual going to find you and and that's what's helped me knowing that what i i'm offering is needed and to get over myself yes to get over yourself i know right it's not about me me. yeah because actually you could be there are people who need what you're offering and if you don't put yourself out there then they'll never find you so if you let yeah if you let your own you know, whatever, like insecurities. I mean, this is my challenge too. If I let my insecurities stop me, then I'm less effective in the world. Indeed. And, you know, we've been given this gift and someone said, you know, you're given this gift and you're not utilizing it or sharing it in the way that you should do. And I think that's what also Mm. made me sit up and take note and said, yeah, I need to. Yeah, exactly. I always say that. I said it. That's how I feel. That's exactly it. I feel like someone's giving me this huge box of chocolates and I'm just keeping it all to myself. So if, I, if I'm not sharing, it's just not as good. You know, when you can share with others, it just makes life more beautiful. Yeah, it does indeed. And then when you can make that connection with other people like yourselves, you know, and others doing a similar thing, it just makes it easier and inspires me to, to do what I'm doing, having individuals out there that are doing this in, in, in a major way. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, I just love it. I love meeting people. I mean, like it's great meeting you and talking to you and I, I love meeting people around the world um, who are doing the work. It's just incredible. It's incredible. I mean, everywhere I go, um, you'd just be you be amazed what's happening out there. There's so many people that are really very loving and caring and, you know, are using yoga as the medium for their service. And it's it's really a beautiful thing. Yes, because you, you know the world the way it is at the moment you can think that it's not a kind place but it, it is and that's what the yoga shown me it's led me to people that have shown me otherwise and restored my yeah. faith in, in individuals yeah exactly i mean i think the media shows us one thing and we know there's we know there's another side you know there's another side to life um you know life's challenging too i'm not saying that it's really it can be incredibly painful and sad but there's another side and I think we all experience that you know the two sides and you know I think we're trying to focus on the positive it just makes our lives more fulfilling if we can focus on the positive and and really support people who do that I mean that's that's I guess where I'm going with it is really trying to support people that um, do the work that I admire Um, you know it's just incredible I love 
I actually, I mean, accessible yoga, the name accessible yoga started um, because I, in, in 2007, um, I started a basic 200 hour yoga teacher training for people with disabilities to become teachers. So I had started, I had many students with disabilities for many, many years. And also for my other work, I was leading basic yoga trainings, but mostly those were able-bodied people coming and some had almost no experience in yoga and they were coming to become yoga teachers. Mm. And, and so I was frustrated that my longtime students with disabilities, they didn't feel like they could take the teacher training, that they weren't, I don't know, good enough or something to become teachers. And so I, I tried to find a way to make the training more accessible. And actually mo many of these people who went through that training, you know, created, you know, help create the organization of accessible yoga and, and are helping to run it now. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Because it's like, I wanted to just give them the depth of it because to me, you know, teacher training is a great place to get into yoga, get the, the real like deeper teachings but not everyone thinks they're ready and maybe they're not, but um, I feel like it's, it's important to make the deeper aspects of yoga available as well. Um, so I'm very interested in that and, um, you know, and supporting them. And then they, and so many of the people in that group, I mean, many, many went on to teach and do really beautiful work and serve their communities. Like I had a student with uh, multiple sclerosis, like I was talking about before, and she went on and she continues to teach yoga for people with MS years and years later, you know, and it's just exciting to me that they, that she's, that she has MS herself and then she's teaching people with MS. I think it's pretty awesome. That is awesome because, you know, people want representation. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's what we're lacking. But hopefully we can change that. Yeah, that's very important. Yeah, it's very important. Well, thank you very much for agreeing to talk to me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you for having me and for talking to me and asking, asking me questions. Yeah, and I can't wait to, wait to meet you in October. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be really great. And um, maybe, maybe, I don't know if you can come to the training, but I'll be in London. Uh, I can't remember when that is, but that is just I'm before... Exactly. And also in the training, I look at how to integrate students in chairs so that, you know, I really, I try and give teachers tools to multitask where they can address different levels simultaneously so they can have a student in a chair in a class with other people on the mat. Yeah. Um, I'm very interested in integrated classrooms, bringing people with disabilities into regular yoga. Yeah, and that's so, amazing. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'll be in London for training and then, um, and then we have a conference outside of Berlin, and then I'll be in Berlin for a training in, in October. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Well, once again, thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Take care.